Oh, yeah. You know what that sound means, right? Right. You know what that sound means? No, you know what that sound means? It means it's a bad, a bad, a bad, a bad show. Now, I just want to tell you, if you're hearing this, this happened already. We recorded this one a little early, but it's a brand new best show. And you're like, but how, how are there going to be calls? And at first I'd be like, well, I guess I'm talking to Andrew Dice Clay's wife here for a second. How are you going to take the calls? Or one of the jerky boys, right? Was that one of the jerky boys talked like that? Oh, the, remember them? Remember that movie where the mob was chasing them because they made prank phone calls? Boy, that was a challenge. Imagine getting, imagine being up for that assignment. We want to make a jerky boys movie. What could be a story? Neither of them can act. Just want to tell you, one of them can't act. One of them really can't act. Like, really can't act like he's going to seem like he's mad that he's in this movie. He's going to actually, and he might be mad that he's in this movie, but it's definitely going to feel like he's mad. He's going to act like you inconvenienced him to be in this movie. I got a pitch. What if uh, they prank uh, the mafia and then they fight the mafia with pranks? I'm listening. And then do you remember who the mob boss was? Let's see if anybody, uh, if uh, Pat or uh, Hollywoodio, uh, Jason Hollywoodio <laughs> Gore know who the mob boss was. It was a young John Tafferty. It was not a young John Cafferty. Wouldn't it be you mean from the Beaver Brown band? <laughs> no, no. The guy yeah. from Bar Rescue. Oh, John, John Taffer. Taffer. I thought you said John Caffer. Oh, coming down. <laughs> I his name was, was, was Tafferty. No, it's Taffer. He's gonna know just how I feel. <laughs> wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that just be rough to be a guy where you're like, "Yeah, I'm John Cafferty." Well, what's your? I'm a musician. Oh, cool. What do you sound like? Literally, I sound like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Literally, I'm more or less a sound alike. I, I used that song last night as a goof because it was Bruce's birthday. You used on the dark side. Yeah, I used I used a picture of Billy Joel, which mm-hmm. um, nobody has heard this yet. But we did a so far the other night, and I brought up my friend Marty, who made memes about very specific memes about God. Greendale. Yeah, and the last- Billy the 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 the, the uh, Neil Young album Greendale the Greendale the 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 divisive concept album. He posted another one last night. He said, nobody park in Carmichael's spot. I love it. I love it. With a map of Greendale and an arrow. But oh, anyway. my God. But then then last night, he made me laugh again. He, he posted an old picture of Billy Joel in a baseball hat in the 70s. And he said, happy birthday, boss. And so I shared oh, it. great. I shared it to my own story. And I, because oh, I, you can add music I put on the dark side. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, he was on top of mind that, that, uh, John Cafferty. I love it. You're, you're, uh, you and Marty really, uh, we're bonding covering all the bases now through the best. Show. Yeah. Well, Marty, if you're out there, we appreciate all you're doing. Thank you for your service. We, um, we will, uh, hopefully have you on an episode of so far, which 
there should be one when you're if you're hearing this the new episode of so far went up a couple days ago over on the patreon patreon.com slash the best show that's how you support the best show also over at the patreon that's how we support the best show over there yeah 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 you you go there and you give a little bit of money and you can hear the bonus shows we're doing like the so far we got other things where I'm sending the signed book plates to, to Patreon people only who got the, who bought the book and didn't get a book plate, whether you're in a, uh, outside the U S which was, which they were not shipping them to people outside the U S I am shipping them to people outside the U S where I'm sending out a bunch every day. I'm staying on top of this, getting them out to the people. So thank you for the support with that. And if you want to get in on the action, man, go to that Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show, more new content going up. Yeah. Keep it going. So Woodio, do you have any idea who played the mob boss in the jerky boys movie? Uh, were they ever, were they ever on the Sopranos? Were they ever on the Sopranos? No, they were not. Okay. Bob Hoskins. No, not Bob Hoskins. We think it's long good Friday. I think they're over there pranking country code. What's the country code? Oh, one, one. It's me. Saul Goodman. What's his name? Saul Goodman. No, that's a, it's a better call. Saul. Saul Rosenberg. Which was, I believe, hate speech. I believe that the one non-Semitic jerky boy was displaying hate speech i'm trying to picture the jerky boys existing in the breaking bad verse and yeah. picturing them pranking salamanca or somebody yeah <laughs> who should we prank yeah i'm pranking this dumb teacher i'm pranking this teacher i found this loser of a teacher he turned 50 what a loser i've been pranking him suddenly like hello are you Saul Rosenberg speaking? My name is Heisenberg. I'm the Egyptian magician. Another very sensitive portrayal. Culturally, culturally, culturally deft portrayal of an Egyptian magician. Jerky boys, those clowns. So I, I, no. I did look it up and see who it is, but his right-hand yeah. man was on The Sopranos. Yeah, but he was not the mob boss. But I was close. Well, but you were, you were, you were probably not because The Sopranos <laughs> hired every, this is everybody true. that played a goon in the last 30 years yeah. was on The Sopranos at some point. They were running through goons <laughs> like, they were running through goons like water on that show. Where they're just like, yeah, let's. We need more. We need uh, more goons. Who can we get to be a goon? What about the goon who was uh, the the right hand man on the Jerky Boys movie? <laughs> Fine, let's get him. No, it was Alan Arkin played the goon from you know that that very threatening mob boss vibe that Alan Arkin gives off. Yeah, he did the exact same character in Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. It was the the in laws, Little Miss Sunshine, Jerky Boys. I look. I hope, and I don't even mean this to be snarky or snide. Alan Arkin did it for the money, 
I hope he bought something nice for himself. He deserved it. He's had, he's had an amazing career. He's he's brought us so much amazing comedy. I hope he picked out something nice for himself. Like Michael Caine said when people asked him about Jaws 3, yeah. They said, "Did you ever see Jaws 3?" He said, "I did not see Jaws 3. I have seen the house that it bought and it is amazing." <laughs> yeah. That's like that's the greatest line imaginable. And I also want to say, I'll cane it up. Anybody, if you think just because I wrote a national bestseller, it never ends in stores now, uh, just signed more copies over at Skylight Books in Los Angeles. So if you want a signed copy, go to Skylight Books. They got some fresh signed copies. I think the only bookstore that sells signed copies. They, they uh, may not have them by the time this goes up. They could just they be might hot items. Want. Well, I would hope, I would hope, but, uh, um, you might think because I'm a national best-selling author that I'd be like, well, it's like, oh, he won't, he has standards. I don't, I don't at all. I'm ready, willing, and able to grab up, to lower myself for money. If you want what I do to fit whatever awful thing you're doing and you're wondering whether I would be up for it, I'm up for it. Just know there's a yes waiting for you if there's also some no ray me in the equation. But where but where would your line draw? Like what like um if if Logan Paul came knocking, would you well, what would he want me to do? Let's 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 see this through. Price was right. If the price was right, we might have to switch topics. I don't know, but if Logan Paul came knocking, saying he wanted me to do what? All right, he's making his own bootleg jackass. Okay. Yeah. And it's only going to stream, or it's only going to go up on his YouTube, or some something horrible. Okay. And he wants me to do what? Stunts. You're the only one that gets hurt. You're the only one who gets hurt, and oh, he, man. he wants you to. I don't know. Be the basically the, like the Steve-O of this of this project. Of this he album. wants me to be the Steve-O of it. Well, this is look. There's also a quality of life aspect to this thing. <laughs> right, but you're I'm not looking paid. to suddenly <laughs> not looking but, suddenly to be but, just okay. Like what would like your agent incapacitated? Counter? What would your agent counter for this? If 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 you or what would you counter if if you said I'll be Steve-O, but I'm not doing blank. I'm not eating stuff or I'm not going to nothing that's going to be like toilet related. Yeah. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to throw a, a, a baseball at me. Yeah. I'm, I'll talk about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about you whipping a baseball at me. Yeah. You want me to get to think I'm riding a bicycle and then I get knocked off of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll we can talk about it. Not gonna do no toilet stuff. I'm not gonna breathe no toilet fumes in a mask or it's gonna make me barf. And also no like creepy. I'm not gonna be <laughs> stick my head through a little terrarium and suddenly there's a scorpion on my face. I wouldn't do that. But in terms of old fashioned getting hurt, I'd consider some of it. Okay. Yeah, well, one of the sad things I will say as an aside is that the Jackass movie has been the release has been delayed that's right it will not be coming out in 2021 truly 
sincerely bums me out. I was looking forward to it yeah. so much. Someone gets flown out of a cannon, right? Johnny Knoxville does. What if what if Logan wants to shoot you out of a cannon, but it's a cannon he built himself? No blueprints. He just figured it out. No, that's a. I I, I would <laughs> that that is horrifying. So you want what would happen if Logan Paul is just like I built this cannon, dude? It's gonna be sick. Yeah, you're gonna come flying out of it. I'll be like. Okay, and um, you know it works. He's like, I don't. It's not even over water. It's in a uh, Home Depot parking lot. With, but there's got to at least. Well, I mean, there has to be some. There's place an, for me to land safely if it works. There is an air cushion that he also okay. built. Oh no! Uh, that see, that's a hard one. I at least want some experts to work on these things. <laughs> I'm not is I'm not looking to be in like a like a basically like a snuff movie here where it's just my death. I, I'm not looking to actively croak. I'm looking to do a thing that I could that I could get through. And uh, but but Logan Paul's jackass. I don't know, guys. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you're in okay i'm in logan i'm in hey it's logan paul this is jerk face like it just goes changes a little bit this is logan paul and you're watching jerk face what about tommy wiseau his his next movie that's mm-hmm. not even a script it's roughly an outline he wants you to star in it be the starring role but also direct it it's on a faraway island for two months you will be paid very well but you will be yeah. direct directing starring mm-hmm. in it and they are 18 hour days every day yeah i'll do it you'll do it as long as it's ha- as long as the crew is is okay as long as it's is the crew in unsafe conditions or only me? Most likely they, they are, yeah. They are in unsafe conditions or safe conditions? They are in safe conditions, but there are, you know, you, you know stuff might go down. You're not sure. Well, you know. I, I would say I would not be comfortable with others being put at risk sure. of things. I'll put myself at risk for that. I'll, I'll direct a Tommy Wiseau uh, movie. Or you, or you, you, you'd have to know that you know part of your that you could take part of your money and throw it towards the crew so that you knew they were safe, but then you would be taking a cut, making a well. Little- see, the, now this you is have like, to make this is safe. taking me off this. This is taking me off this. I'm doing it for the money. Well, thing. you're still making a chunk. Yeah, it's it's, making- it's a lot of dough, but it's not as much. How much is a like- lot of dough? Tommy Wiseau is throw per- personally paying you three point five million. Oh yeah, of course I'll do it. Yeah, yes. But you co-star yep. with Joe Rogan. Yeah, yep. And, I'm there. And you're sharing a cabin, and it's not much of a cabin. Right. Yep. It's I'll like, do it. It's like a Fiji like strut. It's like a Gilligan's Island cabin. I'm in. Um, you but got the cost three point five million. But the cost to make the crew safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three million. No. Well, no, I'm no, not. He's got to give him a million. So, like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna revise it. You. 
th- three million is <laughs> what is what you're what what's on the table from Tommy, right? Um, but Joe Rogan's making the same. Only your money would go towards the crew to make them safe. And how much makes them safe? Um, three million. You no, you, you you would clear. You would walk home with one point five million. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Hundred percent. Let's go. When do we shoot? <laughs> Do you think you would develop a relationship with Rogan by the end of that? I don't care. I I would develop a relationship with that money. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what Alan Arkin said about jerky boys. I can feel suddenly I I've never understood Alan Arkin more than I have right now. All right. All right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Logan Paul joint. Um, Okay. Jackass. His jackass was a huge, huge success. Yeah. His next project is all he also wants you he he attributes you being please in, please in say it's a period piece please say it's a period <laughs> okay i'll make piece. it a period piece but it, but there's a big catch yeah um, it's, it's called founding fathers okay and it's a script that he has written about the uh the um 1789 constitutional congress he wants you back because he attributes jack as a success to you being in it Right. Jerk face. Jerk face. Uh, jerk face. Faces. Jerk face. A Logan Paul joint. Okay. And, uh, but but part of this script is rea- is shot reality TV style. Yeah. And is quasi- like everyone's favorite period pieces. Quasi- <laughs> shot reality TV style. Well, it it, uh-huh. it, it, it it melds and it bends around time. So right. okay. 80% of it's a period piece, but then it, it, it flashes forward. to A the lot of confessionals. Piece. A lot of conventionals, but but there's an element of the live um, reality TV shot footage that involves you, Tom Sharpling, um, <laughs> digging up the graves of famous people. So I'm literally going to be a grave digger. <laughs> yes. Gra- am I robbing the graves or just no, digging? No, you're not robbing to the letter of the law, uh-huh. as as long as long as like the the families and the and the cemetery were paid off in advance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm good. I'm in. So you're gonna dig up celebrity graves. The family, if the families have if the families <laughs> have signed off on this, and I'm not gonna get arrested. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's start. Let's do. Where's my shovel? Okay. What if? He found a loophole <laughs> and he found one foreign country. Maybe it's in Europe. Maybe it's in. Um, you know, uh, Emerty's unknown where, where you are digging up, uh, foreign bodies buried that under the, under that foreign soil or territory, um, it is legal to do and open up <laughs> the coffin, etc. but you can't, um, stop once they're rolling. You have to go through with it. You're not going to get arrested because it's technically legal. Production's mm-hmm. going to put the bodies back and, they're going to basically like put it back the way it was. But for the, we're talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about people from when, from what era? I mean, any celebrity from the, from the last decade or sorry, century. These are like uh, from the last century. I I would want to think of the the last decade. What am I going to do? No. Dig of Carl Reiner. Could be. God. No, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. I'll I'm dig up some old timer. I'll I'm dig sorry, up Thomas Alan Jefferson. Still with us. Two point five million dollars to dig up Carl Reiner. 
<laughs> I would I would not do. I would not be yeah. comfortable with that. No, I well, wouldn't. Long live Alan Arkin. I misspoke. He's still alive. Yeah, no, yeah Alan Arkin's still alive. with us. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Long live. Yes, long live Alan Arkin. Um, well, this, this took a turn. I'm sweating. I'm Thomas actually- Jefferson? Yeah, I'll do it. You dig up Carl Reiner? No. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Alan, Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, in a second. All right. Where is this again? Where's my shovel? Um. No, I don't want to get, get. I look. I'll dig up these dirty old racists. They're dirty old racists. I'll, get, I'll dig them up. And that's the name of the movie. Dirty, dirty old racists. Lurg, Logan Paul's dirty old racists. But part of the catch is uh, the subtitle would have to read um, starring and conceived by Tom Sharpling. And then there's a little asterisk and very tiny where no one can read it. It says, mm-hmm. actually, this was this was created by Logan Paul. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But it's very misleading. It's very. Mis- know, it sounds extremely misleading. <laughs> as long as I'm not digging up any any bodies that are fresh. I can't believe the show has gone this way. This is gruesome. Yeah, this is a real turn. This, God, is, a, I, this is a gross show. I was I was talking about 1789 Constitutional Congress, and you're like, what if you dug up some bodies? Yeah, I went dark yeah. quick. I don't know. No, I'll dig it. I'll do it. Yeah. Like no, look, it's time. Work. It's 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 money time. Give me that. Give me that money. <laughs> Well, uh, you want to play the theme, or what do you want? To do? <laughs> yeah, the theme should probably be money, 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 money. No, I meant for the show. Which was a theme to what great reality show? Oh, I don't want to even say it. Was it The Apprentice? That was The Apprentice, was. wasn't it? Yeah, Mr. Trump, Mr. Oh, Trump, brother. Yeah. So gross. The great man himself. Do you think he would do the show if NBC offered it to him again? I think he would do the best show if it was offered to him. <laughs> this guy would do anything. Now it's an even better show. That's what he'd say. I was on the best show. Now it was a- great. It, Tom Sharpman, probably, it always says like probably, like, <laughs> yeah. like, this is like probably one of the greatest broadcasters. And you're just like, probably. <laughs> Why? Don't say it then. What a clown. I'm sorry. I know you guys love them. I don't. Um, yeah, let's start the best show here. And today we're doing what's your beef? We're going to keep it simple. What's your beef? It's best show.
from John Cale Macbeth from the Paris 1919 album guy got the stomp there he got the old glam stomp going there huh how is that possible that John Cale was able to cover as much range as he as he did with all his experimental stuff and then he was in the Velvet Underground and suddenly he's like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna sound like the Bee Gees from the, the, like the, the 60s. Imagine that it's just like, it's such a, I'm going to say it. John Kale's pretty good. No, I love John Kale. Can't wait to see this Velvet Underground documentary uh, coming out next month. Not sure why I'm not on the, uh, any sort of fancy list to see it early. Anybody got a lead on it? Please let me know. I want to see it sooner than later. I would talk to anyone involved with it. Do a Todd Haynes uh, conversation, whatever. I'll talk. I'm excited about it. Can't wait. So let's do it. You got a line on it. Help me out. So yes, today we are doing a best show that is uh, pre-recorded few days early if you're listening to this on a tuesday night it is not live so don't call in or you can call in you just know we're going to pick up because we did it already but that said everybody else you just sit back you relax maybe you get out that uh what are you going to get out what are you going to get out a little bit of that uh a little bit of that stinky yanky i like when i say that and then people Weed people get like very um, irked that I say that, but that's eh, funny. Go over to MedMen and get your gummies. MedMen. Yeah, great. 
oh, hey, what if what if there was a dispensary that was as much of a bummer as going to the Apple store? Yeah. Well, oh, okay, sure. Whatever. Be better, madman. Now let's uh let's let's get back to it. We're gonna talk about what's your beef, and we'll see. I put a we, we all put a call out on the old uh, social media saying to call in. And Pat, do we have any calls? We got three calls. Three. Well, let's do it to it. If you give me one of them, please. You're on with Tom. Hello. Hey. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Oscar from uh, West Bundy, Illinois. Well, Oscar, first let me thank you for calling the show on a on a on a non Tuesday. We're doing a we're doing a show. Uh, we're pre recording this week's show, so we want to do it. Uh, we want to do it, and we want to do it right. Like Wham's. Remember when Wham told us? If you got to do it, do it right, right. Do it with me. Remember when they said that? I don't know that much Wham. I'm sorry. I just know where you go, go. How many members of Wham can you name? Michael, George Michael, and I forget the other guy's name. Andrew Ridgely. He's best friends with him, right? I was tight with him for a while. Then he got really irked at me, and we had a little bit of a falling out. Ooh, I'm that. it wasn't cool. I, uh, I insulted him, uh, because he said he was going to do a concert, right? He said, I said, I'm planning a big concert. And I said, Oh really? What phone booth are you going to hold it in? <laughs> he didn't think that was funny. You laughed. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Thank you. If you're gonna do it, do it right, right. Do it with me, right, baby. I'm your man. Are you more of a Frankie Goes to Hollywood fan or a wimp? Oh, I'm much more of a Frankie Goes to Hollywood fan. I saw them in concert back in the day. Uh, Anybody ask me in an elevator? Did you ever see Frankie Goes to Hollywood back in the day? I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna immediately hit the stop button in the elevator. Make it seem like we're stuck on it. Cause I got a story to tell. Ooh. I ain't going to run off the elevator. Like, like Patty Smith did running from me as recounted in my national bestseller. It never ends. Did you read my book? Yeah. I, I finished it like four weeks ago and, uh, I started crying at the last sentence, like all my friends, one, one of my friends. And then the show is talking about how, everybody's crying about the book and I'm like, okay, where am I going to cry? Where am I going to cry? Yeah. And then the last sentence, when I was, when I finished it, I started crying and I'm like, oh. damn it. Like you got me, you got me, Tom. I knew I was going to get you. I knew I was going to get you. You know what I did is I put uh, I chopped up onions on every copy of the last page. Well, this one was really fresh then. Well, that's how I got you. I did it every copy. I sat there with an onion and chopped it up. And I'm like, I got to make them cry one way or another with this thing. I said, one way or another, they're going to cry. Uh, let me be sincere with you, Tom. Uh, New Jersey should be proud of you. 
because that book was fantastic. Um, I even talked to a friend of mine, and I, I knew you're a great writer since I read that script of yours, which I hope one day I can get to see that as a film. Uh, Grown Ups 3? Yeah, man. Yeah, don't I hold your breath on that one. That. Don't hold your breath because you're not gonna you're not gonna stick around for much longer if you hold your breath till that one gets made. That ain't gonna happen. Think about that script, though. Oh, I appreciate it. You're you're very kind, and I appreciate the nice words about the book. Seriously, thank you so much. So did it, sob. Thank thank you. That's all I ever want to hear. You sob, you did it. When I read that, when I watched in uh, Patton, the movie Patton, not about Patton Oswalt, but about George Patton. George C. Scott. George C. Scott portraying General George S. Patton. And when he said about Rommel, I read your book, USO, you son of a bitch, I read your book. That's how he knew how to beat him because he read his book. Makes you wonder. What's Rommel doing writing a book, giving away all the war secrets? Man, uh, Hitler must have been steamed when he found that out, right? Absolutely steamed. He killed himself for that situation. Well, I, I, I uh, <laughs> look, I don't know if that's what did Hitler in, if the Rommel thing did him in as much as the troops uh closing in on hitler part of it did it i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna go on on a limb right here and i want to just say right now here's a warning you get the family out of the room if you if you want some no you don't you bring the family in because they need to hear this f hitler (laughs) and if a little kid is hearing that and you're going right now you're like how could you say that my child heard it. You know what? Your kid needs to know it. F Hitler. These You're right. Dirty um, Nazis. These dumb, shame. dirty Nazis. Uh, like, sorry, go ahead. Can you imagine who'd be dumb enough to walk around strutting around like, oh, I want to be like a Nazi? Uh, what kind of loser? What kind of loser are you? No, there's a lot of losers like that. Yeah. I mean, you can even say that don't tread on me is quasi-Nazi. Don't tread on me. I don't want to get political on your show because I know you don't want to do that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You know the, the only place that when you say don't tread on me? You know you know where these, they want to, all these people, where you know where they want to tread? Cracker Barrel. That's the only place, uh, that's the only place they want to tread. Walking through Cracker Barrel, touching the the uh, Reba McIntyre Christmas CDs they have there by the cash register, and the weird golf tee game at the table. You go to a you go to a Cracker Barrel. You try to order some vegetables. It's got ham in it. Yeah, can I get the uh, the Brussels sprouts? And it comes to the table, ham in it. Oh, uh, didn't say anything about ham being in these on the menu. Oh, that's how we do them here. Are you people that weak that you can't have a vegetable without some ham thrown in on it? Equal part sick and said, where were you calling from again? Uh, West on close to Elgin, Illinois. Yeah. So you don't know about Cracker Barrel. Chicago. 
I don't know. I'm talking to anybody about health stuff. You look at the food in, in Chicago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't. Yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> Be better Chicago. Yeah. Seriously. I was going to ask, does uh, California have Cracker Barrel? I've never been to California. No. Yeah. I, I ain't seen none out here. Maybe they are out here. I don't know. I ain't seen none though. Get that old rocking chair. You go. It's a good place to go. If you want to buy a rocking chair, they have rocking chairs on the porch for sale. You going to come in and eat it all? No, I'm just going to test some rocking chairs out, Pops. Sounds good. Let me know if you need any help. There are three got, in California, Tom. We got some Alan Jackson CDs inside. You want to get there's three. There's one in Victorville, one in Camarillo, and one in Rialto. Fairly close. Victorville, that's where Greg Turkington has his film archive out of. In the on cinema verse. So look, you're from Illinois. Tonight the topic is very simple. What's your beef? I got two beefs. Okay, let's hear them. Um one of them is you're going to a concert seeing a band that you really like, and then you see a stranger wearing that band T-shirt that you're seeing. Mm. Like, like, yeah, why are you wearing that? We know that you're going to see that band. Yeah, very. This this is a very divisive one. This is a very divisive because I know some people will be, what do you care? What they're wearing, and then but then other people are like, yeah, it's just it's just corny is all it is. Yeah, it is. It's not like it's, it's not like it's some, you're not committing some mortal sin by it. Like people are like, what do you care so much? It's like, I don't care that much. I really don't. But it's just like, it's just corny. You just, you look like a, a cornball wearing, you go see, like you go to a Wilco show and something you show up wearing your Wilco. Like I'm wearing an early one, one that all these other people don't have. I'm going to make them all so jealous. And then people see it just like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's like they make it feel like it's a sports show. Like, you know, you're rooting for a team instead of a band. Yeah. Well, look, I think it's corny when you see adults wearing all the jerseys at sporting events. I get it. If you're into it, go for it. If you're having fun with it. But I just know I could not pull that off. I cannot pull that off. I mentally, that's my weakness. I don't have it in me to walk around, go to a game. I'm supposed to go to a Knicks game wearing a Julius Randle jersey. It's like, I'm, 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 I'm so much older than Julius Randle, and now I got to act like I like. I love you. <laughs> like, is that what I'm trying to say? I love you so much. Like, no, I'm at the game. That's enough of that's enough of me showing. I, I'm at the game. I'm clapping. I'm cheering. I'm out there trying to get the a t-shirt when you launch it out of the t-shirt cannon. I'm engaged at the thing. I'm gung ho. Let's 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 go nuts. But Do I just don't wear I, the colors as the as the team. No, I would not wear the colors of the team either. I just I just I don't have that I don't have that gene to do that. It just doesn't work for me. Works for other people. It's fun. It creates a good atmosphere at the game. Great totally into it. I can't pull it off. It's like me wearing a hat. I can't wear hats. Yeah. I'm not a hat person either. 
No, you get some of these people, they wear a nice ball cap and then they're walking around. You see a Tim Heidecker walking around with a ball cap on. Guy pulls it off. He could pull off a ball cap. I can't. Who do you think in the best show crew can pull off a hat? Um, I wonder if any of the best show crew can pull off a hat. This might be. Let me think. I'm trying to I'm one right now. You're wearing a hat right now. Yeah. What is it? What hat? It's a baseball cap. <clears throat> it's um, it's a gem spa baseball cap. The famous East Village uh, egg cream newsstand where the New York Dolls and a bunch of other people have stood in front of taking which pictures. Is, which, which is gone now, right? Gone. And Mindy and I went and bought merch before they closed to try. They were trying to raise money to stay open before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And she bought a shirt. I bought a hat. I wore this hat throughout most of the pandemic. It was okay. my go-to hat. And, you know, you've seen me in a hat before. I used to wear my late night with Conan hat. You're right. You're right. I can yeah. see you wearing it. Now I picture it. Yeah. You know what I, this means? What's that? I think you got a new nickname. Ball cap? No. Pat, Pat the hat. Pat the hat. All right. Pat burn. <laughs> Pat burn. What do you like better, Pat? Pat the hat or hat burn? The, the first one. Pat the hat. Okay. What about Pat in the hat? Like the like the dark. I like that. Pat in the hat. That's pretty good. We're gonna say audience's choice. You wanna call Pat Pat the Hat or Pat in the Hat? Go for it. Hat burn he does not seem as comfortable with. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I've never sat super well with my last name in general. Sat burn. Hmm? He said you said you didn't sit well with it. So now you just got sat burn. Oh, I get it. I get it. Which is actually a sat, which is actually literally a sat burn. (laughs) Studio just gave you a burn about you sitting. I think it's a sad burn. It would be a sad burn. That sat burn was a sad burn also. <laughs> Wait, why did it get the laugh? That I just said that. Why did, why did it get the laugh when Tom said it? I just Tom, said said it. Tom, Tom said it. That's why. I said it like five seconds. Oh, no, but it's... And he was Tom, blunt. Hey, look. Tom delivered it, and then it got a laugh. Yeah. What the hell? Aaron, I got to say. I got to say. At least he was honest about it. It's like, yeah, Tom said it. I, 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 don't, I don't endorse that, Pat. But at least, at least, Jason was crystal clear yeah. with with his he, motives. I'm not lying. I just want to. I just want to. I, I want to go through this process. Okay. I want to. I want to make sure yeah. I understood. I understand what just happened. So, so uh, he, right. he said. Uh, I said I've never felt so super comfortable with my last name. Uh-huh. I've never sat with it so well. And then and Jason. Then I said sat burn. He used yeah. wordplay to say uh, sat burn, mm-hmm. and then you asked me if I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, um, that was a sad burn. And mm-hmm. then crickets. And then you, and then you repeated that mm-hmm. and it got and got the laugh. Yeah. Right? It, might mean, it might mean he straight up isn't listening when you talk. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> There's a little bit of that as well. Yeah. He might, he, he, he might when you when you're when he hears your voice start, uh-huh. it might be like peanuts. He's checking his wah, phone. Wah, 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 wah. I just take off my headphones. 
How do you know when I started talking then again? There's a certain tone. I'm like, oh, Tom's back. And I put him back okay. on. Okay. Well, I got uh, He has a premium version of Zoom that, I do. that actually mm. mutes me yeah. speaking. Sure. Well, look. <laughs> so well, for, before we move on to this caller's second beef, where are you both at with the uh, concert, wearing a concert T-shirt to the concert? Of the artist who you're seeing. Oh, I used to I used to do it all the time in high school. I don't think I could pull it now. Depends on who you're seeing. Dire Straits. I'm going to see Dire Straits. (laughs) Oh, Oh, then I'm totally wearing you a Knopfler shirt. If you if if it's like a stadium show, Mm -hmm. and 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 they're back for some reason playing stadiums, but you but you you want to honor like the '84. Mm-hmm. Or t-shirt sure that, brothers in arms i want to honor bribe my brothers in arms t-shirt yeah you you can honor that at like springsteen people wear the shirts from previous tours i think that's appropriate mm-hmm. even like mike's not on tonight mike's mm-hmm. on assignment but he he would agree like you know obviously like dead shows people wear the shirts mm-hmm. um it depends on the size of the concert i think and it also depends on the size of the artists like how big they mm-hmm. are and stuff so i mean it's it's a faux pas, I guess, in the like indie and punk world, maybe, or the underground, but sure. So I'm gonna say I'm going to see Ty Siegel and then I show up and I'm wearing a Ty Siegel shirt to the Ty Siegel <laughs> People show. People would think that you're a narc right away. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's true. They would think well, this is clearly a cop. <laughs> narc showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So so that you think that's the line is the size of the event. Yeah, but also if the Velvet Underground somehow got back together today, 2021, and played Giant Stadium, which would never happen, ever. But if, if that happened and it was the size of the band and the artist, I don't think anyone would be wearing Velvet Underground shirts there. I think I think in that situation, that's like a, a weird case where people would be. Mm-hmm. You know, Is it just Mo on stage? <laughs> no, I'm saying if somehow people were alive. John Cale and Mo John Cale, yeah. And, and John Doug Cale, Yule. Yeah. Well, it's just Doug Yule on stage. It's um, just Doug Yule I'm and his go brother on Billy. And say you would go if it was Mo John Cale. Would I go in a second? Yeah. I, would a I would go too. But I what would if- go see. I'd go see the line if if they put the if they put the seventy three lineup back together with Willie Loco Alexander, no Mo Tucker, no Sterling Morrison. It was Doug Yule, Willie Loco Alexander, Billy Yule, and whoever else was in it. Yeah, I'd go. I I would. How could I pass that up? What if, if it? What if it was Mo Tucker, John Cale, John Meyer? Yeah, I'd, I would. Well, I'd have to see it. So he's in the Lou role. He's I'm he's like, the Lou. But but in his but in his contract, he has to play uh, your body as a Wonderland. Velvet Underground style. Velvet Underground no, style. No, 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 no. With them backing him, <laughs> with the V, with the Velvets backing him. Yeah, I'd see. I'd, I'd go Un- to that in a heartbeat. Unrehearsed. That that one Un- song. I would go. I still go. I'd go. Yeah. Just doing their best improv. I would go check it out. I wouldn't be able to pass what, that up. What if they uh, decided to play the whole album um, that um, Andy Warhol album that? Uh, Lou Reed and, and John Cale did uh, back in 92, 91. Songs for Drella? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I would see that. That's a, that album's amazing. I would see that in a heartbeat. Push, I, I, I'd push someone's mother into traffic to see that. You that did. album's amazing. 
there's a picture of Doug Yule that kind of looks like uh, you, Tom. Oh, that's a that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, young, Doug young, Yule was a good-looking dude. You know what I would see? What's Doug that? Doug Yule, Mo Tucker, John Cale, and the rest of the Velvets are are made up of Yola Tango. Oh, Ooh. I would see. I'd see that in a second. Heartbeat. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a great tour? What if there was a tour called the Yule Log, and it was <laughs> Christmas? It was Doug Yule goes out. And does Christmas versions of Vel- <laughs> those Velvet Underground Christmas songs. You'd be there in a second too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for my present. Right? Or my Santa. Santa Sister Ray would be Santa Slay. <laughs> you know, it's just like Santa Slay says, right? Why don't we do this? Christmas of twenty twenty two. Best show. Yeah. Best show, uh, friends of the best show, and best show uh, related people, and we we do uh, the Yule log. Why are we saying Christmas twenty two? You don't think we have enough time to do it this year? <laughs> I don't know. We have time. I just don't think it's super safe yet to do an indoor. Oh, you mean a live event? Oh yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. not super safe. If it's if it's out, well, for a best show, like show, like studio show, yeah, yeah. we could we could do that for sure. You want a and concert though? I, I was thinking a, a live show, yeah. But. Well, let's see what the Yule. Let's let's kick this idea around. I think we're on to something. The idea that we call it the Yule Log. I'm adding this to the dock right now. And it's a Velvet Underground Christmas show. I'm waiting for my present. Right, twenty six dollars in my hand, like because it'll be like one of those like Secret Santa things you can only spend twenty six dollars on. Up to Lexington. Yeah. Went to Lexington to to a toy store. No, that sucked. Um, look, okay, it all can't be winners off the top of my head. So anyway, what's your second beef? Um, drivers that screech their wheels or they're really loud when they're just going on first shift or second shift. You mean people just making noise with their cars for no reason? Waking up the neighborhood for no reason. Oh, I can't stand it. You're right. That's your beef. Does that happen to you out there? It happens frequently, especially in the suburbs, which is crazy. But yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. I, um, it's always amazing that like with car culture, there's this whole thing where it's just like, I spent so much money on my car. It looks amazing. Everything, everything is taken care of with this car. It is head to toe. I'm in charge of all of it. I'm making sure it's the way I want it to. And also a part of that goes with that is that my car is also going to sound terrible and like, it's going to sound like it's broken. It's like, well, boy, somebody somebody really needs to work on their car. Like when you hear some car like, bah, 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 right? And you're like, boy, that car uh, is in dire need of some repair. And then you see it and you're like, oh, no, that's by choice. They want their car to sound awful. I don't get the appeal of any of that. What's that now? Or if they have that high-pitched whistle. You mean the whistle tips? Yeah. Well, nobody's got that. That that happened in about eight places. You really have people driving around with whistle tips out there? No, but maybe they have it close by uh, Cracker Barrels. 
You got Bub Rub and Lil Sis going through your neighborhood. The whistle goes woo woo. Remember when they were like the whistle goes woo woo, and they loved, they loved how annoying that whistle was. Yeah. So, was- yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. We're 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 in agreement, my friend. Hey, that's awesome. Thank you. I yeah. can't think of any other ones, but yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Definitely. Have a good night, Tom. You have a great night. Bye, bye. What about Christmas morning? Pretty good. I like it. We can do this. <laughs> so what else is... um? Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure out this Yule log thing and see if it's viable. Any other calls, Pant? Yes, uh, I'm going to line three. Let's do it. Hello, Beshow. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Chimby. Chimby. Yeah, J I M B Y. Jimby, how are you tonight, Jimby? Where are you calling from? Calling from Chicago. How are you doing tonight, Tom? Good. Another call from Chicago, back to back. Oh, nice. What's going on in Chicago tonight? Yeah, you know, we're excited for these uh, Chicago Bulls. We're just, uh, you know, that's basically what we got going on right now. Well, what are you excited about? <laughs> uh, just having new players i guess so you're excited about lonzo ball yeah and what's his face demar Derozan. DeMar, demar Derozan, you know and zach levine yeah. mm-hmm. there's some clown online going off where it's like zach levine is better and he sort of listing all the players that zach levine is better than he's like zach levine is better than devin booker he just is and if you have a problem with that at your favorite players and tell them they should play better. And I was like, usually the go-to, right? Yeah. Just, just maybe they don't realize they're not playing as great as they could. They need you, some fan that sits there in your underwear, watching the game at home while eating snacks to tell them how to do better. Should maybe, Hey, like as if some players can be like, Hey, do you think you can come by and maybe, Give me some pointers sometime. You know, I think that's just what Porzingis or like a player that's struggling needs is just like mm-hmm. a connection with a fan, you know? Yeah, no, a fan, a fan can see what's lacking in their game. You got to be more aggressive. Oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much person who would need to go to the hospital after running up and down the court three times. (laughs) Tell me more about what I can do to be better at at, bad basketball. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That was kind of what I wanted to talk about was in general, the idea of hamminess on Twitter, but I think it's best encapsulated, I guess in the sports realm and over the top takes obviously, but Bill Simmons, especially if we could fit a little bit of uh, Bill Simmons shading in here, because. I, so is this your beef? Is this your beef now? 
Yeah, I, I think the beef is with Bill. I think we can circle in. I think he covers a lot of the ground in terms of hamminess and over-the-top sports takes. Well, he creates a whole thing where everything everything is a we're, – we're in hot take culture right now, and it's Bill Simmons and it's Skip Bayless and all these other clods where they have to have a, a – they have to have an opinion on everything. Yeah, where like and they they and they they act like they act like it's the most important opinion they've ever had. It's like, look, some of these things I don't have opinions on most things. You know what I mean? If somebody's just like, oh, what do you think of Chicago Party Ant? I don't know. I don't watch it yet. No, no opinion on it. How do you feel about Teen Wolf? The one on MTV, I, I no opinion. Didn't see it. Didn't care for the movies, but I don't care either to have an opinion about them as well. It's it's so like you have to whatever the day is today. It happens to be Andrew Wiggins, and everybody has to have the loudest, most conversely obtuse take because I, you know Kendrick Perkins, you know, kind of fit that mold of like, I'm going to say something you don't like. And guess what? It's weird. It's like, that's not what, what, what was Kendrick Perk, Kendrick Perk, Kendrick Perkins is a former NBA player who now is a commentator and seems to be working double time to be a hot take dispensary so that, so that he can be, uh, famous as an announcer. Yeah. And, yeah, there's like merit there, and I think they're doing that, leaning into the Tony Romo-ism of having a former player um, kind of break down the game for fans, which, I mean, that's not a new idea, but I think the new Chris Blair is either you have to be kind of a super genius and predict things, or you just have to be a, you know, a clown or just like a super loud, like you want to be combative. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's like the gloves are on. Like you guys aren't going to like what I have to say about Kelly Oubre. It's like, oh, I, I wasn't even thinking about Kelly Oubre. Like, why, yeah. are we, why are we coming for Kelly Oubre? Yeah, no, it's it's such a it's such a bizarre thing to watch certain people be like. You watch somebody like Skip Spence, uh, not Skip Spence, Skip Spence. What am I? talking about you know you see skip spence recording the or album um no <laughs> skip bayless and so, uh, most people see that and they're like oh my god that's the most repulsive human going please <laughs> let me know if i ever sound like that person and other people are just like that guy makes a lot of money i'm into it i want to be like him and then yeah, yeah, there's an icon element to it that it's like, you, I, I've been this way. I'm not going to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like, you see that, you see that you're like, well, you know, that Skip Bellis is, is bad. And it's like a planet ruiner. He's, he's ruining the planet. And then they're like, it makes a lot of money. And then you're like, um, <laughs> Like, well, he's terrible. Makes a lot of money being terrible. Like, the, like there's no value in not being terrible. Absolutely. And, and yet there's, 
there's like growth in that. And I feel like that's kind of the lane that probably Bill Simmons like immediately found light in, you know, in terms of like, you know, basketball beat writing. I'm sure you can speak to in terms of like when you're starting out, you want to obviously get something that catches the eye, but like over and over. And now Twitter has saturated the market and that, all the comments are just hyper focused to the moment and hyper combative. Like I'm sure you see the comments that are just like LeBron James actually has 14 championships, 2007. He like, and then it's just all a list of excuses that basically happened through the years. It's not actually a conversation. It's just like, I'm ready to fight immediately. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Everything is a fight nonstop all day every day and it's just like there's no way you could have this you could feel this strongly about half the things you said so and bill simmons is is an architect of that also it's okay to not have an opinion look i have plenty of opinions on plenty of things people think i'm obnoxious they think i'm obnoxious but you know what I ain't got opinions on everything. I'll be the first one to say if I ain't got no opinion on something. It's important to, it's important to just stop and think, like you said, with teen, teen wolf, you know, five years down the line, you know, you might be watching. It might be actually great. Yeah. Maybe I'll have an opinion then right now. I don't care. If you love it, go love it. If you hate it, I don't know. Go find something you'll love. Oh, that's a good call. You're a good caller. That's a good call. I tip my hat to you. That, Tom. What's Thanks. that now? You have a great night. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Bye bye. Good guy. Good guy. What? Uh, how many calls we got? Any other calls? We got two and one trying to call in now. All right, let's let's go. Uh, do it to it, please. <laughs> Hello, best show. Hey, Lewis, how are you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Dylan in Memphis. Dylan in Memphis. What's going on, Dylan? Uh, not much. Hanging out at Gonerfest, watching sweeping. Oh, that's so cool. Are you having fun? Yes, sir. Having a great time. Uh, I wish I was there. Gonerfest rules. I know. We wish you were here too, man. Yeah. Well, I'll be there. I'll be there again. No, just not this year. Um, yeah. So what's uh, what, what's uh, what's going on? Not much. Just hanging out. Uh, hadn't called before, so figured if no other time, why not now? It makes sense. Where are you at? The, where are you at the indoor outdoor thing, or is it no? You're probably at the big show now. Yeah, it's all outdoor this year. Uh, they've yeah. kind of been getting beat up trying to get the thing together. Just more and more restrictions and curfews. Yeah. But all outdoor, masks and vax required. Got the show going best they can. Great. Well, I love them, and I'm glad they're doing it. And I hope you have a great time. Sure. So tell me, tell me, what's your beef? What's your beef? My beef... Uh, it's a kind of a frivolous complaint thing as I'm at Gonerfest, but uh, it's being held at like a weird family party bar this year, sort of, because it's all outdoors. Like there's a uh, 
volleyball court about 20 feet from the stage. And it's just okay. kind of weird. It's really nice to be back, but it's just also a reminder that things are still weird. So your beef is that things are still weird. Yeah, yeah. Things are okay. still weird. A lot of people doing their best, but things are still weird. I hear you loud and clear. It gets to me also when you go somewhere and then it's just like we're closer to, or at least we're not at home. These things are happening again, but they, they're not the way they were. Yeah. I get you. I get you. But, But you have some, you, you get, you get, like you said, you, you, you put a caveat on your own beef. Yeah. But I get it. You're 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 not wrong. Weird to complain about something a lot of people be jealous about, but uh, that's being a person. Yeah, it is being a person. We certainly find ways to complain, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well, my my friend, I hope you have a great time at Goner. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get you back here soon. And everything will be back to normal. Uh, y'all be safe up there. Sounds good. Thanks so much. You take care. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good guy. Good guy. Next call, please. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Mike in Minneapolis. Mike in Minneapolis. What's going on in Minneapolis tonight, Mike? Well, I was just kind of being a dork and working on a spreadsheet of shows I've seen. Of 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 concerts? Yeah. Shows? Oh, tell, tell me more. <laughs> well, over the years, I've been trying to uh, keep this spreadsheet of shows I've seen. And uh, the difficulty is, you know, going back into the 90s, all the, like, punk and hardcore shows I saw. I'm, like, trying to find flyers or some sort of ephemera, you know, to point me to what I actually saw. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did find an, an, a very early one today that I had not previously had on my list. What was that? Uh, it was uh, Tar Babies, Libido Boys, and Gage on May 17th of 1991 in Beloit, Wisconsin. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely from the, from the early nineties. Yeah. What, tell me one that you're most proud of when you look at the list, the one, a concert you wish you could show everybody. What do you, what do you uh, saw? Well, you know, that's hard. I mean, I, I, I'm not particularly proud of it, but I mean, you know, I did see green day a few times. You know, That's fine. when they were just playing, you know, small places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I got grounded to see Alice Donut once. <laughs> you got grounded for sneaking out and seeing Alice Donut. Yes. Yep. Because I had not gotten good enough grades, so I was grounded already, and then I so badly had to see Alice Donut that I, that I snuck out. And got grounded even longer. Was it worth it? Uh, kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah, for the story, I guess. I mean, it was a good show. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, you know, having like people come up to me throughout the show being like, Mike, your mom's outside. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're trying not to, you're just like, mom, I want to see Alice Donut. They're all alternative tentacles. <laughs> they haven't played War Pigs yet. <laughs> I like all the stuff on alternative tentacles. Mom, I want to see lard. <laughs> Tumor Circus is next month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this list what made you start writing a list like this uh i mean i think years ago once i realized that i was getting older and i had you know sort of abused my brain over the years and there were these shows that i didn't necessarily have ticket stubs for i wanted some sort of uh list for posterity, I guess, for whatever reason. Sure. Just some sort of, some sort of record of how it went down and what it looked like. Yeah. Well, tell me this, what's your beef? Mm -hmm. What's your beef? Well, it, it kind of relates to what I was already talking about and it's kind of low stakes, but in my middle age where I have been attending shows again in the past month or so, like going to shows where they require vaccination and all that. Uh, I dislike it when venues don't tweet out what set times are going to be, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which, you know, like I say is very low stakes, but, uh, you know, I just want to show up, see the band I want to see and then go home and go to bed. I get it. Oh, I get. Look, I get it. What's your cutoff now? What do you feel like your cutoff is? As far as time, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I can be out. You know, I'll be out till two if you know if it's really going to be worth it. Uh, you know, I went and saw Thurston Moore the other night. Yeah, I got home at twelve thirty and I was fine. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know, it was worth it, but I don't want to have to like, I don't want to show up at eight and then find out there's like three other bands that I didn't know were playing and the band I want to see doesn't start till like 1am or something that kind of, mm. that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. That's always that frustrating thing when you're just like, Oh, I could have stayed at home three <laughs> hours longer. Right. Like that moment when you're like, wow, I came so much earlier than I had to. Yeah. And, and that's something I never seemed to quite learn my lesson on because I think I was so, always so worried about missing the band that I wanted to see. And there has been so many times where I've just shown up and sat through so many other bands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it. We've, I've been there, mm -hmm. but look at you now. You got these shows to go back to. You're getting excited again, aren't you? I know. Like I saw a man as a bastard, you know? <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> well, look, I then think I'll, this uh, is good. Uh, I was going to say, you know, going like finding like sites occasionally that do have these old flyers, <laughs> 
and like seeing like how, because I had not heard of say New Jersey's own Rorschach when they played <laughs> in the summer of 1991. Yeah. And then I became a huge fan later, but I missed seeing them. So that's, mm. uh, you know, the whole FOMO thing or whatever. That is, um, yeah, we're getting back to it though. No more, no more FOMO. How's that sound in the root and the new version of things? No more FOMO. That's what I said. I did not. Not my scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for the call, buddy. See King Crimson recently though. I did see King Crimson. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I drove, I drove all the way to Chicago for Minneapolis to go see it. Mm-hmm. And you had a good time. Absolutely. It was my what sixth time seeing them, and just as great as every other time. Did they do? Right. I could see them once a week. Absolutely. Yeah. No, completely. Well, thank you for the call, my friend. Thank you, Tom. Have a grand evening. Nice guy. Nice guy. All right. All right. How long has the show been? One hour, 21 minutes. 121. How are we doing with the calls? I hit block when you asked me how the call, how many calls were last. So we did the last three. So now we have one, one more. Well, let's do this. Let's take this one more call. Then I want to take a trip out to uh, Rooster Creek. And then we'll see where we're at. I think our old friend, Jason Hollywoodio Gore has a, going to take us back to his hometown of Rooster Creek. Does that sound like a plan? We can do it. All right. I'll take the call first. Hello, Beth Shao. Hi. Hi. Hello. To, to whom am I speaking? Hi, this is Mike in Vancouver, Washington. Hi. Hi, Mike. What's going on in Vancouver tonight? Uh, not a lot. I had one for the topic. Well, I guess I had two, and I was curious which one, they're related, uh, and I was wondering which one you thought was worse. Well, first of all, let me just ask you this. Sure. Greatest Vancouver resident of all, of, of present day and or of all time? The Washington one or the D.C. one? Hey, where are you again? Vancouver, Washington State. Vancouver, Washington. Oh, oh, this is a whole yeah. other, it's a whole other wrinkle. Now let's go with the one you're from. You know, honestly, I'm a transplant. I don't really know. <laughs> All right, 
Fair enough. I get it. How long have you been there? Uh, five years, six years, something like that, I think. You've had time to find one good person there. We, we get kind of dwarfed to Portland, which is 10 minutes south, like South Jersey is to Philly. Okay, okay. So... I mean, uh, I think you could still drum up. You could drum up one quality human. But if you can't, you can't. Don't sweat it. I can't. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me this, my friend. What's your beef? So, just recently, my wife and I had to take a flight, and we were trying to grab uh, a snack because we were running a little behind in the store. And so, booth number one at the airport concession stand, or not, you know, like the Hudson News, uh, they were selling these snack packs that came with a can of tuna fish inside of them, like a little pull top one. Like a teeny tiny can, right? Teeny tiny. Right. And I was pretty disgusted with the idea that they would sell that with the intention that someone might eat that on the plane uh, for everybody else's sanity. Yeah, don't bring Uh, your tuna that, on the plane. Right. So that's my first beef is why would you sell that in the airport to begin with? Uh, but then my second beef was somebody actually did buy it and ate it on our plane within a roll of us. And for four hours, I feel like the whole thing smelled like tuna fish. Yeah. Suddenly you're at the, suddenly you're at the, uh, chicken of the sea factory. Yeah, exactly. You didn't ask for that. You're trying to fly in a plane, not take a not take a guided tour of the chicken in the sea factory. <laughs> exactly. I get you at that. I don't you, I, I don't know who's worse though, the person selling it or the person buying it. I'd say the person selling it. They're there because you go to the airport, you're trying to you're trying to just get by. If they're selling the yeah. stuff, you gotta eat something. That's true. So but they're the one, the one selling it. They're not going on the plane, ironically. <laughs> They're selling the thing. It's not their problem because you also can't go back and complain like, hey, why do you guys sell that stuff? Because you left. You're not there anymore. You can't complain yeah, about that. Their audience to their, their bad decisions. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I like it. I like your, I like the cut of your jib. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Well, you have a grand evening. Thanks. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Let's, let's, uh, now we have our friend, Jason Dudio Gore, formerly known as Dudio, now known as Woodio. Um, and what, what we're doing here is, um, he's been putting together some stories that are take us back to a simpler time and a simpler place where he grew up a town known as rooster Creek. Now, Jason, would you mind taking us back? I I would, I would love to, uh, Tom and, uh, Pat, I just, you, you guys know I've been moving. So I've been unpacking, um, so instead of writing down one of my memories, uh, I thought I would check in with my uncle Jerry, who's the owner of the company store. And I, I sent him a 
letter. They don't have email in Rooster's Creek. So I sent them a letter and quite a few weeks later, I got a letter back. Um, so I'd like to read that letter just to let you know what the, what the current state of uh, Rooster's Creek is. And what state is Rooster's Creek in? Southwest Virginia. Okay. So cool. And I'm going to do it. You're painting a poor, a picture here. Yeah. And everybody, I mean, you want to know where I'm from. This is where I, where I grew up. It's where my heart is. Um, And um, I'm going to, I'm going to read this in my uncle's um, accent because I think it comes across a little better. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. My dearest Jason. What a busy week in Rooster's Creek. Well, the great mine fire of 1897 shows no signs of slowing down. Just keeps on burning harder, looser, louder, and meaner. But we manage. Yeah, new school year's upon us. And just like every year, Rooster's Creek's four remaining town children lined up in front of the company store eager to buy a new number two pencil, maybe get a new reading book. Well, I didn't have any of those. I haven't since 1986. So I sat on my stool and watched the joy slip from the children's eyes as they settled on a bag of soot and a few used fishing rods. I mean, the schoolhouse is the creek. So that does make the most sense anyway. Hey, the once every two months mailman just told me someone famous died. It wasn't Toby Keith, was it? If so, we're going to have to rename the hospital, the credit union, and city hall. Please do let me know. Anyway, hope the roosters are crowing and the creeks are gurgling where you are. Love, your Uncle Jerry. Wow, that was powerful. Your uncle Jerry sounds like a, 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 a great man. He's a good man. He's a good man. Yeah. It's, it's nice to, you know, have someone still, you know, at that level in my family that I can look up to. And, uh, and yeah. You know. And it is a simpler world where the schoolhouse is in the Creek. Is it, that what he said? The schoolhouse is the Creek is the Creek. Is that yes. in it? And there's not even, yeah, there's no walls. There's no ceiling. It's just a Creek that they call that the schoolhouse. Yep. Like, wow that's well, where that's, i learned that's where you learned and yeah. that's and, and ironically we're all learning now. yeah i mean look at me yes the fine product of rooster's creek yep well that was very moving thank you i'm glad i could share that with you and i'll i'll have a i'm, I'm, I'm glad we got to hear it i'll have some more uh rooster's action for you guys soon thank you i look forward to it pat Anything going on? Not too much. Um, no more calls? No more calls. Yeah. Uh, right. If anyone out there can verify the best show accounts, get in touch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good goal. Yes. I, I, I'm behind that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. Author. You talk about the, the, the show in your book. We can't get verified. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy is when you see these, you see these people that, like these writers for these websites who they have eight hundred followers, and I'm not putting them down for their follower count, but I also don't know how they got verified. Yeah, that's all that's all I'm saying. I saw someone they with should, like they, fifteen followers. I'm fine the other day. with them being verified. Just verify us as well. Right. Yeah. The show needs to be verified. It's yeah. my mission. 
I don't know who to contact. I don't know how to well, do it. Well, hey, don't think that I haven't tried because there is a new verification process. I've tried within, and I've tried the Best Show account on Twitter through that, and they uh, shoot us down every single time. Uh, well, it might be time. might be time for the 800-pound gorilla to enter the mix on this. <laughs> I'm going to start bringing this stuff up on Twitter. Yeah. There Let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into it. We ain't going to take this laying down. Just like like the great man, D. Snyder, said, we're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Did you ever see that VH1 made-for-TV movie where he played the 80s version of himself and it was about the lawsuit against the uh, Tipper Gore stuff? I don't think I did. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Oh, well, that's a huge shocker. Yeah. <laughs> that a movie where D. Snyder played an earlier version of himself on VH1 would not be very good. Well, yeah. that really just, then I don't even know what to believe anymore, Pat. It was entertaining. The, the guy who played John Denver was was pretty good. Okay. Well, now you're making me want to check this out. Well, my friends, I think we're going to wrap this one up. We wanted to do a show this week. We wanted to put something on the books. We ain't missing shows. We're here for you. You're here for us. Thank you for the support. And we'll be back next week with another best show. And thank you to Pat and to Jason for making this happen on short notice. And I appreciate it. And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.